Hey, it's Craig from Revolution Radio. This is just a reminder. Can you hit that subscribe button? That way you never miss a new episode of Canadian AF. And now, Revolution Radio and Canadian AF are proud to announce we are the newest members of a collective of some of the planet's greatest content creators on the new Cryer Media family. You can check out all the goodies that Cryer Media has to offer, including this podcast, at Cryer.co. Once again, that's C-R-I-E-R dot C-O. Thanks so much for listening to Revolution Radio, and enjoy this podcast. All right, let's just shut that off and get this thing going, shall we? Can everybody give me a check one, check one, check one? Check one, check, check one. Fuck you. <laughs> check two. I expect nothing less of you, Derek. Nothing less. Good. Welcome. This is Canadian as fuck. Canadian AF episode number 51. We have got, uh, we've got two interviews tonight. We've got a super, super busy show, so we are going to get things going. We are going to talk to, right below me, a fellow by the name of Corey White. He plays in a fucking awesome band called Showcore. So we are going to chat with them and we're going to chat with him and uh, some other stuff that he's got going on too. So let's get things going. Uh, Dimitri, if you please. Okay. Well, Canadian as fuck would like to begin by acknowledging the indigenous peoples of all the lands that we are on today. While we meet tonight on a virtual platform, we would like to take a moment to acknowledge the importance of the lands we call home. And we do this to reaffirm our commitment and responsibility to improving relationships between nations, to improving our own understanding of local indigenous peoples and cultures, and to try to move forward in a spirit of reconciliation and collaboration. That's awesome. I really appreciate that new um, thing, you know, excuse me, let me try that again, acknowledgement that you give us. Once again, I was introduced to this band well, basically, when I got into the alternative scene was the late 90s, early 2000s. I think the first time I heard these guys was probably around 2003. I couldn't tell you exactly. All I know was the very first thing that I heard from this band was this. Nope, not that. Hang on. <laughs> <laughs> he's drank a loaf of bread already. Uh, he's, he's fine. No, I, honest he's to God, great. I swear. I'm, I'm, you know, I that, swear. that actually would have been so much cooler if I was able to do this. It would have been. That would have been amazing. Coulda, shoulda, woulda, right? Yeah, that would have been great. Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh, shit. Here's Showcore, Bonecracker. Episode 51, Canadian as fuck on Revolution Radio. Yeah, I'll find you. 
Yeah. 102.1. I'm just kidding. <laughs> Revolution Radio Canada. Uh, that was, of course, Showcore and Bone Cracker. My introduction to this incredible freaking band and hanging out with us tonight, Corey uh, from Showcore. Thank Still you so much, for the brother. American Chiropractic Association to buy that song from me. Yeah. You know? <laughs> My ship's going to come in one of these days. Yeah. I, I think so. I think Have definitely. Have you petitioned yet? No, not yet. We should. I should, though. <laughs> we, should. we should. Maybe I'll so get Geico commercials. Yeah, exactly. Sure, like the, the American Chiropractic Society. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then you and show on the front. That would be lovely. It'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. A broken spine. So this uh, this band basically is, of course, centered around you and show Murray. Yes. Uh is still still with the band and everything? Yes. And, yes yeah, yes, that's freaking yeah. awesome, man. So how long? Uh, it's funny. I was doing some... Um, some research on you guys today yeah. and an interesting thing that i of note you have been a part of last.fm for 23 years wow so it's kind of <laughs> i i know i just i looked at that too and it was like holy shit uh, like this, that explains like, this i guess yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> definitely so uh, i was wondering if you could just take us back to the early days of of the band you guys forming uh in vancouver what, holy uh, fuck what i hardly really remember those days mm-hmm. <laughs> oh god yeah um you know what it was one of those things i i left a band we'd we'd work together the show was in a band called nephro um and He'd asked me to come in. I was uh, hanging out with my dad, who had a place a couple blocks away from the studio the show was in, and uh, and we'd just become friends. He asked me to come in and help him work on a couple songs, uh, and and I went into the studio and I helped them arrange and, and write a, bit, a few parts for these songs, and uh, we just really worked really well together. And and we kind of was like it was, it was kind of that magic feeling, you know, when you meet somebody and you're creative with them and, and you just kind of know that it works. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but I was still in the band DDT at the time, and I was leaving on tour a couple days later, and and so then I. I went out and, and did the tour with DDT. We toured Europe and then we went to the States. We did like a Megadeth and we played with uh, everybody's least favorite guy these days, Kid Rock. Um, and uh, and we, it was a big American tour. Uh, we came back and then basically DDT fired me. <laughs> and it was like thankless wow. and terrible. And, and it, was, it was a rough time. And But that same day, I got a call from management uh, from DDT from Atlanta, Georgia. A guy named Tom Barfield phoned me up and said, uh you know the band no longer requires your services um i was like what i mean they were taking a different direction and and it never really happened anyway but uh and then that same day show called me up and said like literally an hour later hey man what are you doing i just got a studio uh i was like nothing he said you want to come write some songs so i said sure and we locked ourselves in that studio for about three months and uh and the first song we wrote together was bonecracker funny enough holy yeah yeah and, and, but it was great wow it, it was one of those things where when we sorry lean away from the mic you know when we went into the studio the vibe was just him and me we had a keg of beer from our friends at r&b brewing down in vancouver here and uh and they just kept replacing the keg every week and we just kept inviting friends down to record you know and and, and the more people came down it kind of you know it was work time from from noon until about 10 o'clock at night and then by 10 o'clock at night the place was packed with friends and you know everybody's doing gang vocals and and you know singing parts and, and some guys playing bass and some guys playing guitar and it just turned into one of those things it was like our it was our clubhouse you know and it was like that way for a few years oh, man that's until that until cool. that studio got sold but yeah it was amazing it's just one of those stories those rock and roll stories for me that you know when a band gets in a situation like that where you, you know two people meet or more and and then you get like a clubhouse to work out of that you go every day it's your job to go there you know yeah. but it's not a job cuz it's so fun yeah. um and and then magic happens and that's what i think a little magic happened out and out of that came uh, devil rock disco 
Yeah, well, yeah, and Evolution as well. It was this, it was right. that was the next the next album? But same same deal, same studio, same everything. Oh wow! Yeah, that's freaking awesome. Yeah, if you haven't so, listened to Evolution, it's it's a it's a fucking banger of an album. Yeah, thanks, buddy. <laughs> no, did did the song Bonecracker start with uh, with the guitar riff? No, it started with that keyboard sound. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. We were just sitting there and, and fooling around, and uh, no, you know what? Actually, we were listening to an old uh, rehearsal uh, tape. Uh, that show had, and uh, you know, bands you know often re- record rehearsals, and it was his old band, and there was a, a song playing, but that ba- part of that bass line was in the song, and we both did the hey wait, what's that bass part, and so then we isolated it and and you know figured it out, and then we had that running in a loop, and then I think I said okay let's play some keyboard stuff and see what we can do, and he was like wee wee. And I was like, "Yeah, that's awesome. Let's do no, that." Like, <laughs> those, so, those, those riffs, those keyboards, yeah, and then yeah. getting into that bang and bass and guitar is just mind blowing. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Hearing that come over a sound system in a fucking club like the Phoenix, or also <laughs> uh, we used to do another club called the Kingdom in Burlington, right? And that song always was just so fucking amazing sounding over. That song was literally Bonecracker was literally you know, Rudy is another fucking I fucking I love Rudy I think that's a fucking brilliant track Rudy's I just I just felt that I just felt Devil I thought Rock I was Disco a rap was rocker really, for five minutes right yeah and you know what, <laughs> I don't know what happened. good for you that's fucking awesome why not right oh god Limp Bizkit well, what did you do to me that's it exactly but I just I always well, felt was huge, I was, it was huge at the time. yeah I was yeah, oh, Devil yeah, Rock Disco I just thought Devil Rock Disco was just literally made for a nightclub. Like it, it was literally made for big PA systems. I don't know Thanks. if you guys set out to do that kind of thing or if it was just a happy accident. Total intention. I mean, the, the band wanted to be a big stage rock band. That's that's that was the the goal from the beginning. Was you know uh, it was the Kiss idea. We just wanted to have a big show with you know big easy songs to get and 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 everything makes you move and there's lots of stuff to see and do and mm-hmm. you know like that was the whole idea from the beginning. You wanted to be bigger than life. The the whole project and even the last you know the last show we did a bunch of fifty year old men running around uh, you know with a bunch of twenty year old scantily clad women on stage. It's yeah, a little yeah. different now, I think. But but I mean, like I said in the chat earlier, that's that that song is timeless. It's Thank in you. rotation today on multiple genre stations. Yeah. Yeah. It is. It's on and Revolution it comes, Radio. It's yeah. on Revolution Radio and it's still in rotation. So you got you got fifty something guys and them scantily clad women banging yeah. to that tune because it's it's one of few songs that come on the radio and you're like, fucking yeah, man, this thing is just it it will it'll last the test of time, I think. Thanks, man. I appreciate that. That's Cor, uh, can that's, I can that's I commend goal you of everybody. Hey buddy, Sorry, what's up? Can I can I commend you on your on your on your evolution um, lyric drop there? Can I can I can I? Which one was that? <laughs> make you move. The make you know it's just move. a song that makes you move. You move. Um, so <laughs> okay, right. so you so I loved I loved so okay I have inside information I've seen I've seen these guys play live a couple times. Slept um, at my house. Slept at your house. <laughs> uh, tattooed you in your kitchen. <sighs> Yes, indeed. That's what we did. Um, now you had so um, when I saw you guys play the first time I saw you guys play, you guys had Gabs with you. Yep. And you had so so uh, Craig, Dimitri, Chris, um, that keyboard part, um, and all the um, all little sound bites through Showcore's music are all done 
with Gabs had this fucking sampler midi yeah. samplers caged thing that he yeah. just it was a trigger rig that we built beat okay. the shit out yeah. of it it was amazing showing us show, show and i came up with the design it's basically just pvc pipes with pzo triggers that we uh, epoxied inside them and then covered with Epoxy. and then covered with <laughs> wow and covered with uh with uh, uh pipe insulation foam and then taped it on because and we'd just have a, a ton of extra ones because they'd you know hit them so hard he'd smash the shit out of them so yeah, and next on the diy network yeah. we're gonna build yeah. a guitar <laughs> but we wanted to do something that was going to be cool and nobody was really doing anything like that at the time where you know like it was it was brand new and it was something we invented and we thought it was gonna it was gonna look way better than somebody standing at a keyboard just pushing the button to that's cool so we yeah. thought, let's make it an active thing let's make it bigger than life you know and that's what well we you did. you definitely earned your gray stripes on your beard with talking about piezo pickups i haven't heard anybody say that word in about <laughs> 28 years so yeah good for you yeah <laughs> so wondering in regards to shows that you you have these days um yeah. are you starting to see those 50 somethings coming out to your shows and and uh bringing well, the young ones yeah you know so the last show was great was my uh when i was one of my favorite stories about my daughter who's now 25 years old um we were driving in the car oh, one day God. and bonecracker came on the radio for the first time and she was in the back seat and she could just talk and dad dad you're the big bonecracker and i'm the little bonecracker right <laughs> so cute and and so <laughs> oh, and so so then uh you know fast forward to uh the last show here at the rickshaw in vancouver and in front row there's my daughter and her husband just giving her the front row. <laughs> amazing <laughs> all their friends all the back behind them there's probably 20 of them just yeah just giving her so that's, see, that's pretty cool you're lucky because i know i've heard of so many people out there that are musicians that are like my kids want nothing to do with my music yeah at all they want they they think i suck like i'm not you know i'm still dad right even though yeah. there's literally you know, twenty thousand people jumping up and down to their music. They're like, "No, sorry, don't, don't get oh, it." Oh, so. my absolute favorite is um, watching anything to do with Tom Araya. If he brings oh, yeah. his kids out, his yeah. kids are just like. <sighs> I've seen he's posted oh, stuff like that on his on his uh, Instagram yeah. and stuff. He's like red yeah. carpeting, going. Yeah, yeah. And he's just like, <laughs> what the fuck, Dad? Yeah, eye rolling. Yeah, <laughs> oh, God. the best. Yeah. Yeah, that's funny. Oh my well, god, yeah, she's twenty five now, dude. She's twenty five, man, and married. Wow. Yeah, to a great guy too. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, I said that. Yeah, I said this a few weeks ago. I was at I was recently at Massey Hall, uh, watching Buddy Guy yeah. play live, mm. and he and he brought he ended up bringing out his son, who's also a guitar player. But like he said, growing up, his son just thought his son was embarrassed about like his father being this old blues guy. You know, it's like none of my friends listen to that and everything. And then so at some point, at some point, like he heard his father do something and it's like, wait, you can do that. And then like, and then something snapped. And now, now he's a blues guitarist, like his father. <laughs> it's like, but it's, it's interesting the way the kids are. Yeah. But I had a question though, sure. <laughs> going, uh, going away from a generational talk. Yeah. Um, so Showcore Showcore begins the first song you work on is Bonecracker. What was your what was your outlook and your relationship with hip hop going going into Showcore like because I, the the cadence the cadence of the vocal yeah. is very is very is very hip hop related. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. when I was in DDT we had two singers, um Brian House and myself. 
Uh, and a lot of times I would lean towards the more rhythmic vocal patterns and started like listening to more hip hop back then. Uh, and maybe that's why we ended up, you know, going our separate ways in, in that band. I'm not, I'm not sure, but, but I, so I was leaning towards that and, and uh, I wasn't very confident as a singer, you know, like I didn't, I, I wasn't confident in my own voice. I didn't, I didn't know what my own voice was really. I'd been singing with Brian and doing that kind of thing. And, and never really, my, my background was in radio before that. Right. I worked with David Marsden actually at, at in Vancouver at coast radio. Right. Um, right. Yeah. yeah. So, so uh, I got asked to join DDT in the beginning um, because uh, I kind of knew a lot of people in the city, I think. And I think I was one of those people that got hired. And and so then I started to, to do more, yeah, like I used more rhythmic vocal patterns because I wasn't confident in singing enough. And and then as I got a little more confident in singing, I started doing that less um, because I felt I felt a little inauthentic, I think, doing it. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So and, and and now I look at it like you know it was as authentic as it could be because I am who I am and and I wrote the shit so so it's yeah, exactly. definitely authentic. But you know, but I had I struggled with that for a while and, and I wanted to find my own voice. So. Mm-hmm. So Could you tell us, uh, give us some of your, actually for you and Sho, I'm sure, because I'm sure you and Sho have, have worked together for, for so long, some of yeah. your earliest influences, like the, the things that really essentially got the two of you to start writing music? Well, I mean, I can't speak for him, but I know for me, like, I grew up with metal, so, you know, Maiden and, and ACDC. And, Fucking and that, right on. You know, that was Knew there I, was a reason we loved you. You know, that's where I came. And then and then when I, maybe when I right got out of high school, probably grade 12, I got into the early Chili Peppers and stuff like that. And, um, you know. The really funky Chili yeah, Peppers. Yeah, like, like Freaky Styley was one of my favorite albums. And that led me into Fishbone. I got into Fishbone heavily for nice. a while and stuff. And, you know, and, and so I went from, I went from metal to this metal funk to funk to, you know, and to then, ska. yeah. And I did a ska phase a bit and DDT did some ska songs as well. You know, I just, my musical world went from metal to blah. And yeah, I, and yeah. I, you know, it started listening to anything I get my hands on. And then working in radio, as you know, you get a chance to go see a million shows. Mm-hmm. You know, you can see anything you want in the city because you work at the radio station. Yeah. So, uh, so that really opened my mind too. Um, and then, as far as writing, I just, you know, when I was writing with Showcore, Show and I, we had an idea of what we wanted to do. We wanted something that was that was us, that was fun, that was energetic, and like I said before, bigger than life. We just wanted it to be a party. We want mm-hmm. you to come to our party every day. Yeah, what were some so of the best was- shows you saw at that radio station? Oh my God! Oh Jesus! Lollapaloozas. Um, uh-huh. Those are uh, you always, know, and, and having those the are always not bad. <laughs> and having the opportunity to, to you know to go up on stage and MC them, you know, as a kid or whatever, that was pretty mm-hmm. pretty amazing. Meeting all your rock star pal or you know uh, idols and stuff uh, was pretty fun. Um, I you know specifically, I don't know. There's so many shows I saw at the Commodore Ballroom that were uh, you know that just Ooh, knocked my Commodore socks off. Ballroom. I remember seeing Soundgarden and Mudhoney and Nirvana uh, mm-hmm. at the Commodore. You know. Um, just you know, millions of shows. I can't even, I, you know, I can barely remember those days as it is for crying out loud. What what years? What years roughly? Do, could, would you be able to tell us roughly what years you were at the radio station? Uh, yeah. Uh, so that would have been, I think, eighty nine to two two thousand or eighty nine. Sorry, to what the heck would have been? Yeah, eighty nine to no. Oh shit. Wait a minute. I graduated in eighty eight, so I started there right. that following year. I think so. That would have been yep. eighty nine. Yeah. And I worked for, for probably the station. I worked there and it was in Langley for a couple of years and it moved to Vancouver for a few years. I think I was there for four years total or five, maybe. Oh, wow. Something so like you that. basically four got, years. you got, you got essentially the, 
beginnings of grunge. Yes. Yeah, hundred percent. I did the, the beginnings of grunge happened while I was working in radio. Yeah. Holy yeah. shit, man. Yeah. Like that was, do you remember was like cool. being, remember being on air and if there were any particular records, maybe that it was kind of like, holy shit, I think I might be the first one to play. Well, I wasn't the first to play any of it, but I remember, you know, I remember hearing, uh, nevermind for the first time. Mm-hmm. Like I, I remember mm-hmm. like holding that record in my hand for the first time and Soundgarden for the first time. Yeah. Like all that stuff. Um, but yeah, it was crazy. But, uh, but Vancouver being so close to Seattle, would you guys have like gotten rumblings earlier than the rest of us? Do you think? Well, yeah, I remember, I remember Nirvana came up here like for bleach and stuff and, and, uh, all my friends and he's like, ah, I gotta go see Nirvana. And I didn't go to that show. I regrettably, but hmm. you know, but you know, and, and people that I knew were friends with, uh, you know, Jason, the first guitar player and blah, you know, like everybody knows somebody. Right. And mm-hmm. so, mm-hmm. yeah, they spend a lot of time, uh, you know, I think coming back and forth to hear, I, like I said, the first time I saw him was at the Commodore. So that's still for Nirvana. That's a pretty small venue, a thousand seats. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah. And did you see Nirvana? Did you ever end up seeing them? I did. Yeah. Fuck yeah. you're so like, I never saw them. Oh really? Never saw them. Anybody yeah. else here see Nirvana? No. No. Like well, you see, it's it's interesting. No, I didn't Nirvana like Nirvana. Is, Nirvana's, oh, fuck. <laughs> I know. I said it there. I said yeah. it. Sorry, no. <laughs> and that's why, say, that's why metal, I like man. Army Chris. You must be from fucking Edmonton. We covered this Uh, shit last week. We did. (laughs) That's why I like him. Me and me and Martin used to get in huge arguments about Mm -hmm. about Nirvana. He's like, "It's the greatest thing to happen to music." Blah 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 blah. And then um, he, I would, I would argue, and then he says, "You listen to a group of people that refer to themselves as a gang, so you have." No fucking likes to stand. Oh on. my god! Because I like. Guns I had an and argument with uh, Chris Myers. He's a former PD at uh, Harvard Media. A bunch of Harvard Media people were let go last week. Oh yeah. About what's the the best, best not the best word. The most. Okay, we'll say the best, best rock album of all time. We were fucking arguing all night. Hmm. Yeah. Oh, it's it best rock and roll album of all night. It happens. Devil Rock, Devil Rock Disco by Showcore, hey, baby. There, there you go. There you go. Boom. <laughs> Evolution. Boom. Well, that was easy. Coming in second. Second. If, this was, if this wasn't attached, I'd drop it. So there that you go. You don't have to again. We had an argument about that. We just argued about shit. No, I didn't. I don't like Nirvana. I, I it kind of grew on me with the Seattle yeah. sound of evolution. Mm-hmm. Sure. But as we discussed, my musical tastes, much like Corey's, are fucking all over the board. Yeah. Um, that's you know, so, like well, my favorite songwriters is Towns Van Zandt. So, like you know, like really, my taste is eclectic. Every every weekend yeah. morning, I wake up and listen to Desert Island Jazz. Like it's just, you know, no, wherever I am, whatever my mood is, is what I go for, and that's just the way yeah. it is. 100%. I think I find I find rock alternative fans. I I find are a much more broad as far as their musical tastes go. Whereas yeah. kind of one of the things that I loved about DJing in the clubs and DJing alternative music was you could play outcast. You could play Nirvana. Yeah. You could maybe play a Beatles track and you could play fucking, you know, heard it through the grapevine. There was a club in Toronto. It was called whiskey Saigon and it was fucking amazing. And I worked at whiskey for six years and if it made people dance, you could play. Ass is I remember, awesome. I used, I used to, awesome. I remember I used to, I used to beat match, um, Notorious B's, Notorious B.I.G.'s hypnotize into Nine Inch Nails closer. Right. Awesome. And they worked perfectly. Great. That's awesome. They that worked, would work perfectly. They worked fucking I can, I can imagine it. Yeah. And that mix drove people absolutely insane. So cool. That was one of the things, too. Oh, just so you know, um, Corey, I have to say, Bonecracker mixes 
perfectly in, into uh, Jackalope's pretty life. So you're okay. funny you mentioned that, nice. Greg, because I don't know if anybody, how many DJs are on there right now, but with Serato's stems right now, like I am fucking tweaking to go start playing with Bonecracker with stems because it's going to just game change it. Oh, yeah. Awesome. Do yeah. you know about this, Corey? Mm-mm. So essentially, well, What's you know, Sir, you know what Serato is, obviously. I'm right? not sure the, what that is. No, no. Oh, okay. So it's ah. the, it's the DJ uh, playback program that I'm actually using tonight. So okay. essentially, all it does is it stores music for you, and yeah. you use a, a controller to play everything back. Right. Um, Serato has just come out with this new thing called Stems, where you can actually take each stem that's made up in a piece of music, so you can isolate the vocals and the bass and drums and oh, wow. everything like that. You can literally remix stuff on the fly. And when you're dealing with stuff like yours that's done to a click track, it's fucking perfect because you know it's automatically going to link up. It's going gonna, it's gonna to synchronize with anything that's at exactly the same BPM. So Nice. It's a massive be, game changer, be, and that song is going to just rip it in stems. Be, cool. Uh, be that's be awesome. ready for somebody to shoot you a uh, a remix of that suit. So oh, I can't wait. Yeah, yeah that's, probably that's, that's really cool. Hey, uh, so, did you guys hear about Gordon Lightfoot, man? I, I don't bring anybody down, buddy. He yeah, passed, no. Yeah. As a matter of fact, yeah, Army Army Chris yeah. just Army Chris yeah. just sent me the uh, sent me the bad news. We're actually going to finish yeah. the oh. we're going to finish the program tonight with eighty four uh, years some, old. Yeah, yeah eighty four. That's a good run, years. man. That's a good run for a rock and roller. Well, I mean, not rock and roll, yeah. but you know, what he is. Hey, yeah, he's been in it it's for I, since forever. Forever. I knew he hadn't. I knew he hadn't been well, but I didn't know yeah. that he had passed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Army Chris just told me literally b- about a half an hour before the show started. I like. I like that yeah. he got that so. last show in at Massey, though. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, definitely. Fuck. When hey, I was uh, when when I first started the radio station, man, I, uh, my my answering machine on my phone at my at my apartment, I lived in a little dingy basement suite. Mm-hmm. Was my answering machine? You'd phone my house and we'd go. The you know dial old days with no cell phones. You know we're not home. We can't come to the phone. So please leave your name and your number. (laughs) (laughs) Fantastic! Oh, that's amazing. Jesus. (laughs) Before before we throw before we throw to this before we throw to this last song. um, Now I know that you. I love I love saying that I know because I know things. Um, Are you still doing Are you still doing documentary stuff? Are you still doing voiceover shit like? I haven't for a while. No, I kind of dropped out of that game. Um, but uh, but I'm planning on actually trying to get back in in the next couple of years. I, you know, it's pretty competitive here in Vancouver. Um, mm-hmm. And uh, and I had a whole bunch of other things going on when I came back from Chicago. It was I got pretty busy. I did a thing for CBC for uh, uh, keeping Canada safe. It was called I think was the the series I did for those guys. Um, and then I kind of backed away from it for a while to get into some other things that I was you know this band management stuff and and. Uh, and doing some work in film and stuff like that. So, so yeah, but I plan on trying to get back into it. I think it's, it's, I, I really like doing that stuff. It's my happy place too. There's a few happy places yeah, I have. That's one of them. That's, that's you, know, awesome. you gotta have a happy place, right? Yeah. 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 For sure. You still, are you still doing continuity stuff for, for film and, and, and that? No, not continuity, man. No, I, so I just finished this thing for Disney up on a mountain for like two weeks. Uh, um, I did a Neanderthal village. So, uh, uh creating. Yeah, just uh, it's uh, yeah, it's just fun shit, fun creative shit. That's really what I like. So, that's awesome. That's dude. awesome. Yeah. yeah, we haven't. I have, we have like Corey and I haven't spoken in uh, uh, what seems like a too long a it's time. Been a, it's way too long. We periodically pop into each other's Instagrams and say hello, yeah. but and we're just like, hey, yeah. hey, buddy, how are you? Good to see you're still yeah. alive. I love you. Yeah. How are the any, How uh, are the any, white children? 
everybody's doing well. Thank you. Good. I'm glad. Any any live any live uh, gigs you want to plug? Uh, well, coming up. There's nothing for Showcore coming up in the next little bit. I'm still trying to hurt the cats to get everybody into a rehearsal space. Come to Edmonton. Um, yeah. We. <laughs> yeah. Right. Come to Toronto. Um, yeah. Well, I'd love to. Well, we'll I'm see. Sure, how I'm sure Hugh, Hugh will put you on. Uh, like Hugh will do something. Oh yeah. I'm he sure. Loves he loves you. Yeah. Yeah. He's my pal. We're a good guy. We, I love that guy. He's always been really good to us. Yeah. So. Yeah. There's some hat just... shows coming up. How about June 15th in Burlington? The hats are going to play. Oh, yeah. really? Oh, oh show yeah, will be yeah, there because yeah. show's playing guitar with the hats, right? Totally. Oh, fucking awesome. That's fantastic. There you go. There you go. Very cool. Is that a, is it, is that, that's the, that's the festival. That's a Burlington festival, it right? Yeah. Is the Sound and of Music then, show? And then, yes, I believe that's the Sound of Music. And, and then uh, Kitchener uh, on August 12th. Okay. will be there as well. So, Kitchener, but uh, how? Not far away. But how is um? How has uh Vancouver done with the? Now that the world's come back, yeah. do you have do you have as did you have like a lot of live events go out of business? Live venues go out of business during the pandemic? No, I don't think that Era, they went like, out. I think that they got the subsidies and they and they hung on. Um, I mean <laughs> the the imperial went down because, but that wasn't because necessarily of COVID. It was more like because of the homeless problem. We have, you know, massive tent city downtown Vancouver that they that they've just taken away again. Um, so the people relocated and and then they, you know, it keeps coming back. But but that with the one of the places they parked was right in front of a club that was pretty popular and, and a really good club. And um and, and so they couldn't open the club because there was a fire hazard and too many tents in the way. Oh wow. So Jeez. yeah. That was that was at Van last week. I said this last week in the show a week and a half ago and Yeah. I had been there since 08, and my buddy's like, oh, no, they cleaned it up. I'm like, dude, this is 10 times worse than what yeah. was here yeah. last time, man. Yeah, it's really third world downtown right now, man. It's crazy. Um, and you oh, know, wow. I don't know what yeah. they're they, – well, they've, they've – they've, again, all the tents are gone now, which, I mean, they've moved into different parks, I think. But I don't know. I mean, I don't have an answer for this one. This is That's a little over my – above my pay grade, for yeah, sure. Exactly. Well, apparently, it's above a lot of government pay grade, yeah. too. So Absolutely. You know, Absolutely. Apparently. But anyway – won't yeah. go there. Not tonight. Uh, we're going to celebrate. Uh, thank you so much to our man, Corey, for hanging out with us, brother. Thanks, really guys. I appreciate you yeah, asking like. me on here. Honestly, well, well no, you. you can come back yeah. anytime. anytime you like. No yeah, problem. Sure. Um, yeah, so definitely uh, going to just keep us posted if anything new comes up, man. Like, you know, let us know because we'll definitely get it on the air. I definitely will. Um, yeah, for sure. And we just, you know, we've always been big, you know, huge fans of yours, brother. So Thanks, man. all the I best to you. That. And, uh, and I'll talk to you soon about Ivan. Okay. And uh, yeah, if you don't mind. No, okay, anytime. so we're just going to sign off tonight with uh, another track that was a brilliant cover of um, uh, the Daniels Bands, uh, The Devil Went Down to Georgia. This is fucking awesome. Nice. That's all I can say about this. And it's better than Nickelback's version. I'm just saying that for the record. Okay. Thank you, brother. All righty. <laughs> so... <laughs> the Devil Went Down to Georgia is right here by our man Corey White and his band Showcore. Episode 51 with Corey White hanging out with us live, and this is Revolution Radio Canada. Thanks, Corey. Thanks, brother. Thanks, man.
give the devil his due Better fiddle of gold against your souls Think I'm better than you The boy said my name's Johnny And it might be a sin I'll take your bet you're gonna regret Cause I'm the best there's ever been Johnny, rising up your bow And play your fiddle hard The hell's both loose in Georgia And the devil deals the cards If you win, you'll get this shiny fiddle Made of gold But if you lose, the devil gets your soul Fucking awesome, dude. Thank you, brother. Thanks, that guys. was awesome, man. Thanks a lot, Corey. Right on. Appreciate it, buddy. Talk soon. Cheers, bro. Cheers, buddy. Hi, I'm Emily Roger, and I host a leadership show called The Boiling Point with my co-host, Dave Vale. Together, we sit down with trailblazing entrepreneurs, thought leaders, and movement makers who are driving meaningful change in our world. The show is all about exploring the lives and perspectives of leaders who are making a difference. Join us for insightful conversations that challenge the status quo, spark new ideas, and inspire you to take action. Find us on Apple, Spotify, YouTube, or at BoilingPointPodcast.com. Hi. 
I'm Connie Teeson, the host of Broadcast Dialogue, the podcast. We focus on Canada and the challenges facing Canadian radio and TV, as well as highlighting those moving the industry forward from podcasting and streaming to new broadcast tech. Check us out at broadcastdialogue.com or your favourite podcast app.